0: Hello and welcome back to everyone's third favorite podcast, Pop After Dark. I'm Nick, and as always, joined by uh, the the blunt man to my chronic, like Mr. Craig Lucas. Buongiorno. <laughs> no. What, what language is that? Uh, made up, I think. <laughs> I don't think bon, actually, yeah. it's something that I've I I say. I'm, <laughs> My own life, but I don't think it's it's actually of, of any, uh, any particular I think it's language. a sandwich, isn't it? An ale sandwich.
1: Can I have a bonjour,
0: please? Uh, all I remember is cannonball as oh, a sandwich. Yes. Um, and I think like, the original ale one as well. I can't remember. There's some good sandwiches in there. I like an Early sandwich. I ordered the
1: cannonball and then went for a jog. Figured it out, boys and girls. Or <laughs> jobby. Anyway, how are you, buddy? You right? bit tired, mate. Just got up off night. You know, to so we're this especially for our peeps.
0: That's right. For our, in,
1: for a, in our a, dogs,
0: in our well, I'm actually I'm actually here. Uh, mine's come for a little cuddle actually. At the moment, I'm, I'm giving uh, sort of petting petting the lovely Flinny. He's not barking, so that's good news. But um, we're actually recording this at lunchtime in tribute to uh, the BLT podcast. Well, I think... the podcast world is a evolving
1: and revolving, and just some amazing podcasts coming out. BLT to, is to, to name one, which has got the world's greatest moustache on, Mr. Tim Tracker. Um, but then you've got the Grim Grin and Gaze, eh, sorry, Grim Grin and Hosts, Another, all these, they're all intertwined, and the, the, the central core of all these podcasts, I think, is this After Dark. You know that Kevin Spacey thing? No, Kevin That's Bacon. Bacon. That's the one, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. He'll come up later <laughs> in my things But... Uh, I think, yeah, if it wasn't for us, I
0: don't think any of these other podcasts would exist. I'd like to think that's true. I would like to think that's true. But, in fact, let's pretend it is true. Yes, you all owe us a debt of gratitude um, checks in the post to to Craig Lucas. Thank you. At a bathroom store in Disneyland Paris. So I am literally, you know,
1: as creepy. I say to Lee Malaby, we're going to be nice to Lee on this one. He's not a bald-headed buffoon. He's a Maltina feast He's a what? He's got a head like a Malteser. Wow. He's got a head like
0: a Malteser, I suppose. Yeah.
1: So and they're nice. Maltesers are nice. So there you go, Lee. Well so is um, Lee. Oh no, Lee is nice, yeah. yeah. You know, he's not a good guy he's a you know, he's a he's not a good guy. Do you see what I did there? Yeah,
0: very good. Um, very good.
1: <laughs> he's a, he's a top bloke, he's a top banana. Yeah. But that's, that's why we as have I, him.
0: as I say to Lee,
1: I am the saviour of the Without me Podcasts would not exist on this planet.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Even Adam Carolla would say that.
1: Yep, and um, someone else, Kevin Smith.
0: <gasps> yep. But anyway, we're not talking about podcasts. This one, we've, we've we've been trying to do this podcast for a while and yeah. scheduling difficulties have prevented it, so this was supposed to be our year-end special. And in fact, we missed our Christmas special as well, because we got a really cracking Christmas special, so we hold that for next year. But, um... This is going to be our year, a year in review, essentially. So, as it's pop after dark, um, what we decided was we were going to talk about uh, our top five-ish uh, top TV programs and top films of 2016, and these are our personal yeah. top five. And because so, that... like, we're the savior of television as well,
1: <laughs>
0: and streaming services. And the yes. thing is, is that you know there are things as I appreciate it the same with most people we, we don't have time to watch everything we want to see so there are things on the on these lists that um you'll probably say well what about this what about that it's probably just because we haven't got round to it or we think it's cack it's one of the two but it's probably just because we haven't watched it for for uh, example i would, i really want to see uh, kubo and the two strings or it's, or really or about it's it's an animated film that came out last year from uh is it, is it linker like uh but stop motion people and it looked really good i just haven't got around to seeing it yet so that could well have made my list because everyone raves about it but i haven't seen it so it's not so if there's anything you think is glaring give us a shout at uh, at twitter for, uh yeah twitter it's at, uh, at pop after dark um and let us know, just in case we have missed something off that we, we did watch and just didn't think about. But, um, yeah, so what should we start with, Craig? Should we start with TV or film? What do you want to go with? Um, let's start with TV. Okay, okay. So what's your first pick? Well,
1: <clears throat> in the vein of what you've just said there, this this came out last year and I've only finished watching it this year. Okay. But it's Netflix mm-hmm. and mine is uh, Three of my top five are Netflix. Ooh. And it's House of Cards. Okay. Now it's okay. extremely topical in the new climate,
0: the new world order that we live in. With um, I wish we did live in the world new world order with uh, <laughs> big Kev, big big sexy Kev and, and Scott Hall and, and Hulk Hogan, but it's a different New World Order that you're talking about. Exactly.
1: And it is very close to the mark as to I think as to how real. American politics are because Americans are basically eh, backward, and all of them, no, most of them, most most of them, them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it's just phenomenal. And the end and the climax to the show, uh, to the latest series, series four, just blew me away. How dark! I'm not going to give you any spoilers, just go and watch it. If you haven't seen any series, watch all four of them in one sitting, you can do it. I assure you, your mother in laws just done it. Uh, you don't want to. You don't want to go to sleep that night once you've watched it.
0: You can do it. I, I've, I've got to be honest because I mean I don't know if you know, but House of Cards was originally a BBC uh, Yeah, no,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, it, and this the is overthrowing American, of
1: Thatcher, basically, wasn't it? Pretty much, yeah.
0: And this is yeah. uh, an American um, version of of that. Obviously, characters and stuff is different, and it's a different political climate. But the concept is essentially the same and I've got to be honest is, is one of the there's quite a few Netflix original series actually that I've never watched that being one of them another one that everyone goes on in fact I won't mention the, the next one just in case it's on your list and we'll, we'll come to it but okay, it's, it's been on it's been on my my radar I just haven't got around to, to watching it so but you really recommend it
1: totally yep. I would give it four out of five excellent excellent I know I hate I hate scores out of five the shit. Oh, I'll do it out of eleven because everything's better at eleven. Well, well, yeah, yeah. We we'll come on to that later. But <laughs> it's literally eighty percent in it. Yeah, four out of five. Eighty percent is that a good score?
0: Yeah, probably I, not actually. Four point
1: five. I wanted that. Want no, I wanted out of ten. In fact, I wanted out of hundred. All our scores going forward are out of hundred. I'm going to give this ninety-three percent.
0: is There you a go. High score.
1: Yeah, and all right.
0: these other ones are better than that. So boom. Now there is, I think there is going to be potentially crossover, and I don't think it matters that much that if we've got the same thing on a list, um, but at the same. So if if you if there's something that you didn't put on your list um, or, or just missed a cut of your list and you want to add after, that's not a problem. Um, and I think I'm going to steal one of yours right now because at the top of my list, and to be fair, my list uh, is not in order of. Uh, not in preferred order it's just just a list of shows you Um, must have a number one though um yeah okay yeah I probably do have a number one actually but it's not if you've got a number one you've got a number two well we all we all have a number two um number one on on my list but not number one probably in the year um it's another Netflix series that you we just kind of alluded to but I didn't mean it in that way um, and that is Stranger Things. Oh, I've now, just
1: this yeah.
0: Go on Stranger go on. Things is a funny one, because I saw it, uh, I saw some promotion for it, just saw the the teasers for it, so it didn't really tell you too much of the story. And it was one of those ones that was really, really quiet, like nothing was really being said about it, and then I saw a few people watching it and going, oh, this is good. And I thought, okay, well, let's, let's give this a go, and... Um, the way that people were talking about it, what they were liking was the fact it was it had a very '80s Stephen King Spielberg kind of vibes, like you know things like Stand By Me and uh, a bit of the Goonies and things like that. It had that kind of vibe, which I love. So I thought, all right, let's get, let's give this a go. And uh, me and Melweth um, we started watching it on a Sunday night. Now, how many episodes of Stranger Things was it? Six or? S-
1: Eight, Eight. That's it, I believe.
0: Okay, we watched... double check. Yeah, we watched the first four, maybe five episodes that night because, uh, unfortunately, our son woke up and we thought, oh, well, if he's awake, we may as well stay up and, and watch a couple more. So uh, we blitzed it. Um, and yeah, we finished it all in about three nights in total um, and loved it. I think it... it, it arguably tailed off a little towards the end purely because i think when you do something on netflix when you do a show on netflix you obviously don't expect it to be a one season wonder but you're not guaranteed a second series and i think with that and the amount of episodes they made they wanted to kind of give it a a a conclusion while still leaving the door open and i think they they did do that and they did that well but I think the the first few episodes, first three or four episodes, were certainly the, the strongest of it. Um, but because it was only uh, you know say so few episodes, it, it didn't feel like it dragged. It was a good length, yeah. I think. It
1: was. I've literally finished watching it this week. Mm. I've watched it in the space of a week myself, yeah. and I've been blown away by uh, eleven.
0: her her skills are she's just amazing well I think when it comes to show when it comes to most shows anyway your show is only as good as it's cast
1: yeah and and this cast is phenomenal
0: the kids are all brilliant all of them are brilliant Um, I think the police chief is great and in fact I thought Winona Ryder was good
1: oh she's phenomenal You know, Eleven is English she is she's moved over to America only a couple of years ago I think she lived in Orlando for a time. Okay. And her brother and her dad are massive Liverpool FC fans. Oh, we're well, so, part of everything. Well, there you go. And eleven <laughs> is also an LFC fan. So if... if you're listening to this, eleven, you will never walk alone.
0: The only, the only thing, the only problem I think with it, post it, post it coming out is um i've seen the kids interviewed a few times or most of them there's what the the uh the one that goes missing is, is hardly interviewed at all but um the only thing i'd i'd say is um and it, it might be a her pr people i don't know but um eleven comes across and it sounds weird but she comes across as very stage schooly when she's being interviewed it kind of put me off her a little bit but it, in the show just, just phenomenal, and I, you know, I think it's, um, you know, if you if you like or you grew up with things like Stand by Me or or you know you remember programs from the eighties, I think it's got a great vibe, and also the soundtrack. I've got the soundtrack. It's Such got a two good vo- soundtrack. There's two volumes of it out yes. on
1: Apple Music, mm. and it's like thirty tracks on each one. Yeah, and uh, I use it to go to sleep too. Yeah, it's it's. it's, it's, it's it,
0: it's creepy but intriguing it's it's yeah it just, just just everything about it is is great if you haven't started to watch it yet and it's only short as we said go and watch it make that the next series you watch uh i would give season 1 of stranger things uh, uh 92 and i would also um there's a, there's a teaser for season 2 which they they released during the super bowl um which already looks great uh, oh well, yeah.
1: it's, it's like it's like a mashup between Stranger
0: Things and the Goldbergs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God! Bloody Goldbergs! Right, okay, so that, that, <laughs> that's on my list. Anyway, so Craig, what, what's your next show? Uh,
1: well, my next show is Luke Cage, another Netflix um, exclusive. Part of the Defenders series. Uh, you can hear us talking about it extensively on the strike podcast. Oh, oh,
0: I thought we could shoehorn that one in. <laughs> a little
1: plug there, Mr. Peter. Um just it's it's a bit of a, a slow it's a slower pace because Luke Cage doesn't rush for anything, he doesn't rush for anyone. He just walks into a room, bullets are bouncing off and he bangs a couple of heads together, bitch slaps a couple of his homies. And walks back out. He doesn't even break stride. Whereas Daredevil, Jessica Jones, they're all a bit Wee, you oh, like this. Okay. Um, so it's, but you've got to watch it because of what's coming next.
0: Yes. Yeah, because as Craig said, it's it's leading to the Defenders, which is um, a, a team a bit like the Avengers, really. Yeah. Um, made up of of the of all the Netflix. Uh, superheroes. So we've got Daredevil, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage, and Iron Fist is coming in March, I think is is next month. yeah. And yeah. um,
1: um, there'll, there'll be a. Um, I, I don't know if I, I think I believe next uh, next month we're going to have a, a special on the Stray podcast, and the world famous uh, destroyer of movies of Harry Potter
0: movies, Jim Hill, is going to be on the show. <laughs> I have I my confession is I've watched none of the Marvel shows. Well The only Marvel show I watched was Agents of Shield, which was Pony, and I know the Netflix ones are supposed to be uh far superior, but I, I haven't watched them yet. And well, I've Pony Phony. No, no. Um Pony and Trap. Crap. Oh crap. Bit of okay. bit of, of Connie Ryman slang for you there. Um but I will I, I will at some point do it, but I will do it in production order, so I'll do uh daredevil jessica jones uh daredevil 2 uh luke Cage, yeah and then
1: iron fist next next month yeah. you, you've got to the phenomenal all of them they're yeah. all very very similar in the it's a similar vein right through jessica jones got doctor who in it neil tenning yes and he is arguably the baddest sickest evilest horriblest marvel villain that has ever walked the marvel universe wowzers he's he literally suggestion is his superpower
0: so what would you score that
1: um well house of cards was 93 so luke cage
0: 94 okay very good very good well um talking about marvel villains comes to my next highlight of 2016 which was uh, another short series, but on the BBC this time, um, called The Night Manager. Now, The Mm. Night Manager was also shown, I think AMC showed it. It was a co-production between the BBC and America. Um, I think it was shown on AMC, or uh, it might have been Showtime, but I think it was AMC. And uh, the the connection there is that the, the main character is played by Tom Hiddleston who is, of course, Loki in the Marvel Universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also starred uh, House. Not a house, um, but House Doctor uh, Hugh Laurie. Did he? Playing, playing an Englishman, because he is English. So and most Americans will know him from, from House and uh, Stuart wow. Little, so know him with an American accent, but actually he's British. Um, and and he was the villain of the of the piece, And uh, I think it was about six episodes, maybe. It was a mini-series, based on an old uh, John LeCare novel. Um, And in fact, Hugh Laurie bought the rights to it back in, I think, 94, not long after it was released as a book, and had been trying to actively get it made all this time. And he wanted to play the lead, uh, the Tom Hiddleston character. But by the time... You know, it, it actually got into production. He was far too old to, to play that, that character. So, uh, instead opted to play the, the villain. But, um, yeah, just, just really great. Um, very tense at times. Um, well acted. Olivia Coleman in it. it, it, it Olivia Coleman is in it, who is phenomenal in pretty much anything anyway. But she's great in it. Um, great set pieces. And um, I found a satisfying finale. Not everybody... Uh, not everybody uh, agreed, some people thought it was a little bit um, over the top compared to the rest of the series but it is based on a book but to me it sealed everything up and people are asking for a, a second series but it, it completed the book and there's you know really no need and it's it's great but I think sometimes things can overstay their welcome and I'm quite glad when something has a proper conclusion so um, definitely check out The Night Manager if you can, Uh it gets a score of 90 from me Never heard of it,
1: it's literally never heard of it. Very good, <laughs> but my number three is Stranger Things, so we've talked about that. Um, it's the highest of my Netflix. I basically live on Netflix now, I don't watch conventional telly unless I really have to. <laughs> um, so we've talked about that. So let's press on, as Claire Rayner used to say, let's press on, my loveies. <laughs>
0: So what's your next one?
1: Uh number two is the Walking Dead. Okay. It's consistently good. It doesn't no. get bored. It does it, it it's it it has peaks and troughs through the series. Yeah. I believe they're tied to so many episodes like they are in America. I d I don't know how many they do. Is it twentieth series or sixteen or no, whatever they do?
0: It's about I think I think Walking Dead's about twelve.
1: So maybe there's four episodes too many in the series. They could tighten it up a lot. So you do have, remember the famous, um, who's the Mets fella? Oh, God, what's his, what's the, the, uh, Breaking Bad. Remember the episode where he's chasing a fly around the the, lab? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, why? What was the point in that? Just wasted an hour of my fucking life. Didn't Cracking get it episode. Back.
0: Cracking episode. Shit,
1: worst episode okay. I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Watched it in fast forward. The fly one. Uh, spoilers. Um, so maybe it could be tightened up a little bit. Maybe they padded out a little bit. But this series has been right up there as uh, as one of the best, if not the best. Um, the latest villain. I, I'm blanking out because. There yeah, love him. Is, is, I love him, I want to be him, I would like to bathe him, I would shave him, I would rub lotion into his skin, all just to lick his bat.
0: I really like that actor, I don't watch The Walking Dead, I stopped in season 4 I think, I just got bored of it. And uh, I always get told, "Oh no, look, it's back and it's great," and then I get told a few weeks later, "No, it's got boring again." And then, "Oh, it's great again," and it's like I just I just don't have time for it. But a guy who plays Negan is uh, is great. He was also in uh, Watchmen as the comedian and uh, ah. played a suitably sleazy kind of uh, superhero in 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 that. Like. Again, it was someone you were supposed to kind of root for, but then you found out about his past a little bit, and he was quite creepy. And he's he's a very good actor, and uh, of course, another British star, Andrew Lincoln, is is in it. Um, Coral, because he can't say Carl for some reason. Um, So that's that's always hilarious. Um, I think if you were to pick it up again where you left off
1: and binge watch it. So you're not waiting on the weekly, weekly, weekly.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. I think right. you
1: get a you get a bit more out of it.
0: Yeah, I think that's it. I think when we last when we left it, it was at the cliffhanger. So going back was when uh, was it Merrill? No, what was his name? Uh, Mel. Mel. Mel and Daryl. So yeah. they they were both still in it. I know what happened, so don't worry. But um. Yeah, so uh, we left at that point because I think there was like about a six-month wait for the cliffhanger, and I was like, oh, I just can't be doing this anymore, just, just bored. But whilst I think it, it, it's one of those shows that it's probably better to binge watch, you're probably right. Um, so what would you score um, Walking Dead? 95. Bloody hell, that's high. Um, There's so, a lot of love in the room. These so are our top five. Yeah. Segways. You, you know I love a Segway. So uh, another British star... Because there's quite a few British stars actually. Uh, Lauren's... Uh, what's her name? Who, who was who's Glenn's girlfriend on The uh, Walking Dead? What's her name? Oh, I can't remember. She but, topped off. Yeah, but her her name's Lauren Lauren Conrad, I think. She's British as well. But is another, she? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And another British star of uh, The Walking Dead is Lenny James. Which brings me to my next show, uh, which is Line of Duty. Now, I don't know any of these. What Line of, was this on? Line of Duty is another BBC show. Line of Duty um, is about a, uh, a, a department of police that deals with police corruption. British police. British police. Uh, it's about, I think there's normally about six or seven episodes a series. There's only been three. And they're normally about two years apart. So the first series was in uh, 2012.
1: Have you uh, only
0: got three of you? No why did it's you just on, watch the BBC? The BBC's dead now. It's on it's on Netflix. Oh, is so it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um so the and, and so you follow this, this police department and uh the first series is about a case but um it interwines into like a, a bigger a bigger thing. A bigger case. Um and so storyline goes throughout lanny james is in the the first series and then the focus kind of shifts in in series two and three so you don't get so who you see at the beginning of of the first who's a line of duty um not everyone is in later series depending on uh the how the investigation goes and and stuff like that but um it's it's phenomenal absolutely gripping stuff and we watched uh, we started watching it because what happened was the third series of Line of Duty was on last summer on the BBC. And we'd heard good things about it, so we thought we'll, we'll binge watch Series 1 and 2 and we'll, we'll record Series 3 while it's on, on telly. So um, we watched Series 2 Series 1 and 2 quite quickly. Then started watching Series 3 and caught up. So we watched the last the second to last episode of of Series 3 um, a mere few days before the finale aired which was the extended finale, and that finale is probably in my top ten uh episodes of anything ever, just absolutely gripping you do not know what's going to happen, and you're you're fearing for for people because over the free series you get close to quite a few of them. And you just don't know what's going to happen. And uh, yeah, just, just absolutely shocking. Uh, there's a fourth series which is in production now. And it's it's BBC Two's highest rated drama in about 20 years. So they've actually moved it now to BBC One going forward with the next series. Um, just just fantastic. I don't know if Season 3 or Series 3 is on Netflix yet, but Series 1 and 2 definitely are. So uh, check it out. Just um, I just couldn't say enough great things about it, just just everything. The acting, the stories, everything is, is brilliant. It's won loads of awards and deservedly so. And I think in America you can watch it on Hulu. I don't know if it's on American Netflix, but I think it's on Hulu. Um, so that's Line of Duty, and I would give Line of Duty a 96. Wow. Yeah. Really, really love it. could have recommend it to more people. Ah... Uh. Okay,
1: that is, uh, it's, again, it's something that has not
0: even pricked
1: my attention.
0: Yeah, to be honest, it's one of these um, people that knew about it, knew about it. It's a bit like The Wire, I suppose, in that respect, that it was one of those things that wasn't overly popular in America, didn't get good ratings on HBO, but people that watched it loved it. And would be more than happy to recommend it or pass a DVD box set to somebody for them to watch. So the fact that you can watch the first, at least the first two series on Netflix, is uh, is a good recommendation to so check it out. Okay, there you go.
1: Go on, what's your top show then? Come on. I've got a feeling I'm going to go out on a limb now. Yours is either some really crappy ITV3 series because you're all like on your uh, freeview TV box <laughs> on your t- on your telly from 1980s, or we're going to have exactly
0: the same show. We're definitely not going to have the same shark. and confirm that. It's another BBC show, though.
1: Ah, yeah. <laughs> but, because
0: America, because uh, BBC, uh, and this is an American co-production as well, but America at the moment, uh, BBC at the moment, i uh, just knocking it out. Uh, I will give complete props, because I've ignored both of them disgustingly, um, and that is to both Modern Family and the Goldbergs. Yeah. Purely yeah. because I watch, I, sorry, I watched the Goldberg's and love it, and just just I've completely forgot about it for some reason. Um, but love that show. Uh, the Goldberg's, yeah. Ties into that. ties into, uh, Stranger Things in an 80s way, um, and and Modern Family. I just I um, oh. lost track of after series season six because they stopped releasing them on Blu-ray, and I got the first five series or so on Blu-ray, and refused to buy it on DVD. So. Um, screw you fox for doing that but um i do love Mon family and uh i'll eventually catch up with it but uh honorable mentions and my last honorable mention because I just missed the list was making a murderer on netflix what you're doing my head in. i'm you... literally binge
1: watching it as we speak Make, making a murderer now it, i did it i'm sure it come
0: out in 2015 it, that, that, which is why it's not on my list because it actually got released on the 18th of December, but
1: right, the okay. buzz
0: the buzz didn't really kick off on it until the end of December, and we started watching it on the 2nd of January. I have I've held off from this show because I thought it looks shit,
1: mm. and I've heard the buzz. I couldn't, as we sit here now, I couldn't tell you if he's in prison for what he did or if he got off with it. Because yep. I didn't pay that much attention
0: to it. Which is which is pretty for the best actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you're watching now, I mean you know how good it is. I mean it's if you haven't watched it do so and I, said, I only didn't make the list because technically it was a twenty fifteen release. So the yeah. thing that is
1: burning my head out on this is um, I don't want to give anything away because you've got a preconceived um, thing of what it's gonna be. Yep. Right. So it's going to be a bit of a document... It's going to be um, Blackfish, but for the fella. You know, some sort of mocked-up documentary where they're using little bits of this, little bits of that. Well, it's not. This poor... Well, I don't know if he's a poor fella. He's either a murderer or he's not a murderer. I don't know. Well,
0: Admit. I think you can say he's poor in the in the sense that... Because how many episodes have you watched?
1: I'm on the... Just going through all the evidence now. OK, I, I'm, in-
0: You've seen the the couple, six, yeah. yeah. So the thing is, you know already that he was jailed, like wrongly, for twenty years. Was it 18, 18, years. eighteen years? So the thing is, no matter what else happens in the show, you have to feel sympathy for somebody who was convicted of a crime they didn't commit for that amount of time.
1: He anyway. should have been in the eighteen, basically. But uh, when he gets out, and when everything else unfolds. The people, the same people who put him away when they are interviewed and they go, well, uh, don't you think it's a bit weird that Stephen Avery is, uh, you know, uh, he's getting done again for something. And, you know, he did that crime that he didn't commit. And they go, "Um, apparently he didn't commit it. No, no, he, he actually didn't commit that crime. Allegedly he didn't commit it. Yeah. We, don't,
0: we don't know that, and you're like, you do know that, you do. I think it's I, my my take on it um, is that I think it's very convenient that somebody that was wrongly convicted for 18 years and is about to receive a multi-million dollar payout for that is then su- yeah is then suddenly uh, you know taken into custody for the murder of somebody. I think it's just you know, to me that just seems quite strange. Um, but you're only on episode six, so I think there's ten. Um there's more twists and turns to come, so I won't say anything more, but yeah, glad glad you're on that one. Eight days eight days they were on their property. Yep.
1: Searching for stuff. It's just phenomenal. Yeah. And this this is this isn't like um the miscarriages of justices in the in the eighties, you know, or the seventies, or all these stories that come out. This is last decade. Yeah, yeah. In small town America.
0: Yeah.
1: Fucking unbelievable. So, what's, what's your what's your next one? Game of Thrones, my number one. It
0: doesn't even make your top five. What
1: do you do?
0: I just I, I watched the first series of Game of Thrones. I, I got about four or five episodes in and got bored. I Ugh. I'm God. not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm not a massive fan of of fantasy things anyway. In that regard, um, I I, don't, I I really hate Sean Bean. Do you? Well, Sean Bean isn't in it for much. No, so I know. Don't worry. I know what happens to Sean Bean, and that and that made me smile.
1: Do but,
0: you like boobies? Your simple yes or no answer. I, well yes I do like boobies but Do you like back bums? Surely all bums are at the back, aren't they?
1: Oh not front bums.
0: do you like Yeah Do you like
1: front bums? Yeah. Well all the way through you've got boobies, back bums,
0: front bums and for your pleasure, the odd Todge. Yeah but 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 Craig like that is just East London. Because East London is wonderful. East London is wonderful. It's full of tits, Fanny and West Ham. East London is wonderful. So, you know, there's enough of that to go around and it's a bit like True Blood. True Blood's another one. My wife, uh, my wife, was reading the True Blood. She loved True Blood. I watched about, the I think I watched the whole first series and I was just like, it's just boring. Yes, I get to see people have sex and I get to see some titties. Great. That doesn't make it for me. I need good storylines. Now, I, in defence of that, I do know that um, you know Game of Thrones, you know, is a, is a very successful series of books, and that the storylines are, are great, and you know the, the tits is just a, a side effect of that. But that's not, you know, I don't watch it. I, I don't not watch it because I'm a prude, not at all. I just don't watch it because I don't see the need for it.
1: And I don't the Virgin the story, Nick Branch.
0: I don't find the story. I don't find the story's compelling. And that's actually, what I do find the story's too confusing. I could not work out who was in what clan, uh, who was related to who, and I just didn't care. So, and it's I, I,
1: a binge. It's another one to binge. Yeah. I watched. I don't even. I think they're on series six now. Maybe series seven's coming out. I can't yeah. remember. The now gold. They've punched past the books.
0: Yes, so, which is another
1: problem. So, for me, um, how much input is the writer having into these new stories? Uh, Is his new book, when it does eventually come out, is it just going to follow the TV series? Who knows? Does it go... You know, his
0: new book could literally be two pages long, and then a comic come and they all died. I believe believe he's consulting on everything. So, um, I think he's suggesting where the books are going, and then they're writing accordingly. I think that's how it works, but... Yeah, I think that, I think Game of Thrones is either something you'll, you'll love or you'll hate. And I said, because I don't generally like that kind of stuff and there's just too much, too many people in it and too many clans, just just didn't hold interest for me. But at the same time, I don't... You know, if, if you love it, I, I can kind of see why people do love it. It's just not for me. It's very
1: much like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Mm. In fact, it takes these two friggin' hobbits, three films to walk across a field and then they get rescued by a bleeding wizard on a frigging giant eagle. Yep. Why didn't the frigging wizard just get on the eagle at the start of the first film and take the ring to bleeding Mordor himself? Lazy. Lazy bat He's made them two poor little bastards walk across a field with no shoes on. He had gay man sex at every opportunity and were nearly fucking bummed to death by Gollum all the way and then he chat to chop his finger off, and then he just turns up on his eagle. All right, that's, uh, do you want to jump on? <laughs> Game of Thrones is a bit like that. They're all yeah. just walking across fields, and occasionally one of them gets the head chopped off, and yeah. then another one gets a knob out. But it's unbelievable telly,
0: and I'm going to give it 96%. I think I must have missed one or two here, but um, just for, for time purposes, I'll just whiz through my the final two that I've got written down here. So, uh, American Crime Story: The People vs OJ Simpson. No. Nope. So um, this is a spin-off of American Horror Stories. Same, huh? same team. Huh? Um, yeah, you've heard of American Horror Stories, right? So yeah, yeah. Uh, American Crime. Quite... Same actors. Is it the same actors? Some... funny. Yeah, some of them are. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, not all of them, but some of them, certainly. And, um, yeah, so it's the same team. And um, this was a drama about the the whole O.J. Simpson uh, trial that captivated uh, the world in 1994 and up to about 1996 or so. 95, I can't remember when he got uh, acquitted. And, uh, yeah, it, it's great. It's got a cracking cast. It's got John Travolta with weird eyebrows. Um, Is that what he's doing now?
1: he's yeah. making
0: TV shows yeah but but high end TV shows because at the end of the day like how many well Kevin Spacey's making TV shows the thing is TV now is not the Cebu it used to be if you was a Hollywood star and you went back into TV you were washed up now it's actually kind of a badge of honour in a lot of ways as long as it's a decent show but American Crime Stories is um, like American Horror Stories every so there's a new series in development at the moment which is about Hurricane Katrina and the aftermath of that um so every every series will be um same most of the same actors, uh, like American horror stories but in a different uh with a different uh focus on crime. But it's it's a real it's a real event. Um, that's the difference between that and American horror stories. This is based on, on things that happen in real life rather than uh fictional. But um yeah, that was that was really good and I think it's just landed on Netflix. It was uh on BBC in the UK and it was on Fox No, sorry. FX in America um but it's just launched on on Netflix in the UK so if you fancy that watch it um my last choice was a BBC Stars co-production of a show called The Missing which uh was so it was the second series of The Missing the first series was about the disappearance of a young boy in a French village um a little bit similar to certain (laughs) real life cases um and was 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 devastating, really. Because the whole thing was just like um, the the effects that a missing child has on on a family and, and communities, and uh, yeah, just just a just a quite a shocking show. Um, and this second series was based in Germany with uh, a girl who goes missing, who gets abducted, and comes back uh, eight years later, but they don't think or the detective doesn't think that she's who she says she is that she's pretending to be this person um and so you go the whole way through the series trying to work out the mysteries you get flashbacks and flash forwards and it's it's very it's very very good and it's actually uh arguably better than the first series which was very spoilers was she the person? uh spoilers no she wasn't um, no. But it all, it all ties up It's it's, it's very, very good uh, Critically well received um, Not sure if there's going to be a third series But uh, every, all the acting in it In both series Is phenomenal The only person from the
1: Phenomenal do, 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 do. Phenomenal. phenomenal The do, only person do, 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 do. from the first
0: and second series Is the detective Who's a French actor called
1: uh, Guillaume
0: Le Poix. Yeah, let's say let's say he is, but it's not. That's that's Johnny uh, Depp's character. But um, it, yeah, I can't remember. He's a Turkish French actor um, who I only recognised from the Cinémagique show at Disneyland Paris. <laughs> but he's a very famous French actor, and uh, yeah, phenomenal in it. Uh, highly recommend. Do him. do 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 do. Phenomenal. What's your last one, uh, Craig? I've done it. Are you, are you oh. done list. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because of Stranger Things. And, yeah. Cool. Okay, so um, with that said, we're 40 minutes in. Let's crack on with the films, and we'll try and speed it up a little bit just because we don't want to make this a two-hour podcast. But, um, but, but do you know what, bitches? If it is a two-hour podcast, fucking deal with it. Meh. Meh. your So what's your, uh, your probably highlight in film of the last 12 months? Um. Well... <laughs> every one of them
1: is, apart from one is a Disney based film.
0: Oh well only, only one one and a half of mine is so that's good. So that's
1: interesting. So go on then you do your are yours in an order this time? You're not being no. a pussy.
0: No not really because with these the, like, I couldn't even I couldn't even decide what order I'd, I'd, I'd love these in so mine is just a completely random order. Um, you must bottom, have a number one. No I don't I, I have I have about two or three number ones. It's ridiculous.
1: So um, you need to go to the doctor's then, or put some cream on
0: it. Speak. So my the the, the one that was first on my list, uh, it was just because it was the first one I thought about. Not that it means much. Uh, is Deadpool. Deadpool. I forgot about that.
1: That's yeah. an honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. classic.
0: Absolutely. I mean, of a year of of uh, of superhero films, I didn't care about. Deadpool stood out like an absolute sore thumb and just took the genre and flipped it on its head. Just, I've just watched brilliant. that film about five times now. Yeah. Just, just brilliant, just brilliant. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't seen it, it's. Uh, I mean, Deadpool is a, a character that breaks the fourth wall in Marvel comics. Um, it's very self-referencing. Lots of nods to uh, either Marvel, other Marvel properties, or even uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, takes the piss out of himself as the Green Lantern in a couple of uh, couple of little Green Lantern Easter eggs in there. Uh, pretty filthy, uh, very sweary, bloody hilarious.
1: Deadpool. My, what my fear is, Deadpool two has become too big for itself.
0: It's why the director walked because they yeah. upped the budget and he wanted to make a film along the lines of the first one, and they wanted to go bigger and better. So yeah. it will be interesting. Very interesting. Saying that, you know, it's, you could argue similar with Guardians of the Galaxy, um, what, and and that's you know, Guardians of the Galaxy Two still looks bloody brilliant. So, you know, who's to say? But I think the new whoever the new director's going to be has got big big shoes to fill. I forgot about Guardians. Okay, my first one is Mona. Okay,
1: I I loved it. I thought it was going to win in it. Going to hate it hmm. because I'm a 43 year old man at this point. You know, all right, yeah, I'm a bit of a Disney nerd, but I takes the kids. The kids are transfixed. I was transfixed. Just phenomenal,
0: beautiful film. Moana I've, well, I've not seen Moana because uh, the wife took my daughter to go and see it because um, we didn't think my son would enjoy it very much. Um, her pullback was it was good but I wasn't I, I didn't love it um, didn't, wasn't an instant classic for her um, but that's that the summed up a Disney year to be honest because I'm sure we'll come to other Disney films later on so I'll say no more the but, songs are good but everything is compared to Frozen now well the songs are written by um, or co-written at least by lin Minwell Miranda easy who, for you to say it, very easy for me to say who um was the, the writer and star of the phenomenally successful uh, uh, Hamilton on, on Broadway, which is coming to London later this year. If you don't know Hamilton, it's basically a hip-hop uh, musical um, about Alexander Hamilton, um, and which sounds completely boring on paper, but the songs in it are... Amazing. I don't li- I don't really listen to musicals or uh, I'll, I'll get those soundtracks, but um, because of having Amazon Prime, I was able to um, put that in my playlist. And, I mean, the musical's phenomenal, uh, and I really want to go and see it when it transfers over to London. And you couldn't buy a ticket for Hamilton for Love Nor Money. So he's hot property, and he's also... Um, so he wrote the songs for Moana. He's also playing a chimney sweep in Mary Poppins Returns. Why are you making that film? What do you mean, why? Because, I don't know if you know this, Craig, Mary Poppins was a series of books. I know, yeah, but it's going to be shit. No, Emily Blunt's brilliant. Love her. Except in The Girl on the Train, which is shit. They Yeah, but do you know
1: at the end of every Mary Poppins book, does she do a Doctor Who and morph into someone else?
0: No idea. She's not supposed to move... It's supposed supposed to just be set 20 years or so after the first one. So she's still. it's not like she's supposed to have changed. It's just that... But you yeah. could get the original actress to play her then, because she hasn't aged that much. Mm. Uh, she's, I think she's in talks for a cameo with Dick Van Dyke, but that's all I know. Anyway.
1: Okay, my number
0: four,
1: and it's the only non-Disney film to make my top five. Yep. And it burnt my head out, so that's always a good indicator, Yep. is 10 Cloverfield.
0: Oh, my God, that's on my list as well. What? what? Yeah. What? I thought I thought I thought no one's going to say that. Um, I love Ten Cloverfield Lane. Thought it, it bloody brilliant. Um, I I mean I liked the first Cloverfield. Yeah. But saying that I haven't watched it much since then. Like I you know I watched it a few times after it first came out, but I can't remember the last time I sat down and watched Cloverfield. But I thought Ten Cloverfield Lane was was brilliant. Just really uh, inspired. It's it's unusual because pretty much the film is is set in a bunker, isn't it? Yeah. Like ninety percent of the film is set in a bunker. Um, yeah. Just uh... John,
1: John Goodman is is pheno- He's a phenomenal actor.
0: Yeah.
1: I loved him in Red State, the Kevin Smith movie. You um, basically went and did that for nothing. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't imagine he got paid much for this one either. But he acted the socks off it.
0: I tell you what was great about it as well is the fact that there was no there was no hype around it, like they released a trailer just before Star Wars, and that was the first anyone knew that there was a sequel to Cloverfield coming out. It was so under the radar, Um, and you know again you know very tense. Um, People don't like the ending. I don't really have a problem with the ending. I think the ending was fine, but some people think oh went a bit over the top there. No, I, I I like the ending. So, um... He was, he was ultimately proved right. He was ultimately proved right. So... And that... How much more of an ending could you have? Do you, Craig, know what you mean? I, don't, I don't know what people expect. And So, yeah, I, I'm fully in agreement with you, Craig. Yeah, 10 Clare for Lane. Cracking film. Okay, so go on, do your next one. Uh My next one is one that I know you won't have seen, which is called The Nice Guys. Oh, was that on the BBC, was it? It was on the BBC. The Nice Guys is directed by Shane Black, Shane Black um, directed lots of films in the uh, and wrote lots of films in the in the late '80s, so like *Lethal Weapon*, *Lethal Weapon 2*, uh, *Last Boy Scout*. But you'd probably know him best for uh, *Iron Man 3*. Okay. Or I don't know if you've ever, you ever seen *Kiss Kiss Bang Bang*. Robert no Downey So *Kiss Kiss Bang Bang* was Robert Downey Jr.'s kind of. Uh, it's when he turned the corner. So he was just clean and sober. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang was a kind of detective, like, I suppose, kind of like noir film, crime noir film, um, but set in modern day. So it was him and Val Kilmer, and it was uh, very witty. Shane Black's films are always very witty and comical, um, and that's why Iron Man 3 was quite tonally different to the first two. Um, and... The Nice Guys is a buddy cop uh, crime comedy set in the 70s. So it's like a period setting. And it's Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe are the two leads. And it's, it's just brilliant. Like, the set pieces are funny. Uh, the script is funny. Uh, it's just one of those films that they wanted to do well and it was never going to really find a big audience in the summer when it was released. But, um, yeah, everyone I know that's seen it loves it. And so I wanted to give it props on here. So the nice guys uh, is my number four. Okay, I'll have a look at that. I think.
1: Yes. Uh, okay, mine. I'm going right into Disney now. Boom! And it's Doctor Strange.
0: Never saw it. Oh God, Nicholas! You you, you run a Disney fucking podcasting yeah, empire. It's, well, it's one. It's Marvel, uh, which is Disney, don't you? Yeah. But to be honest, I think the problem is my wife has got burnt out on superhero films. She loved Deadpool, but the last Avengers film burnt her out. She had she was like, you know what, I'm done with these. I'm just bored now.
1: And Did the she still go to pictures, she loved
0: them. not as much as I like to because of the kids. But you know, and so I was trying to go and see Doctor Strange with some friends just because I thought he looked quite good, but didn't get round to it. Um, and we saw Ant Man, and Ant Man was meh. So, I wasn't all that eager for it, but I will, I, will, I will watch it. I will get around to seeing Doctor Strange, but that's why I haven't seen it
1: yet. You should just literally do the owl Popcorn trick. That'll keep her entertained while you're watching the film. Touche. Okay, put a hole in the bottom of your popcorn bucket, put your todge in, and let her reach you in for the popcorn. Yeah, that, she'll, be,
0: she'll love that, I'm sure.
1: She'll love it. She, she won't even notice what's going on in the film. She'll be too busy. And you get the best of both worlds, me, best of both worlds. In the words of Hannah Montana, exactly. you'll get the best of both worlds. Uh, OK, my next one. It's, it's, this has got to be in yours. If you haven't seen this, you are dead to me, Nicholas.
0: Captain America Civil War. It is not in my list, but I have, but I have seen it. I oh. have seen it. And it almost did. So, to, to be fair, it, it was on the short list of going on the list. Um, again, after after Avengers Age of Ultron, which is shit, I don't care what anyone says, it's a terrible, overblown movie where barely anything happens until the last 20 minutes. It's just boring. Captain America Civil War is a return to decent Marvel films for me. It's um, so an Ant-Man I found to be quite lukewarm, um, but but... Civil War was a marked improvement and and I've said this to quite a few people the best representation of Peter Parker I think I've ever seen on film. Yeah. We've got to live up to that now. Paul. He was he was brilliant. But the trailer for for Spider-Man Homecoming looks pretty good.
1: But it does. He brilliant.
0: was he was great. And I love the fact that they've got Spider-Man now with the eyes to animate. Yeah. Because that was always a feature of like the comics and the cartoons and was lacking in those Sony ones. So I'm glad that, um, you know, that the new costume has that. But I think the kid playing him, again, another Brit, is, is just great. He just has got the attitude down, the snarkiness. Um, yeah, just just really good. So, yeah.
1: My my only problem with Civil War, and it's still in me, I mean, you know, it's my number two, is I read, again, because of the Strike podcast, I went and purchased the comic book. Civil War. Right. And I re- I read the comic book before watching the film. Now yeah. in the comic book there is an army of hundreds of superheroes fighting against each other. Yeah. A two page spread is full from top to bottom, left to right, with superheroes, superheroes faces, superheroes bumholes, everything, everything, hundreds of them. Yet in Civil War, in a deserted airport. You've got about twelve of them, if yep. that. Yeah. Ten of them. Yeah. And in that big screen, that big setting of the airport, I understand why it was in the airport, so no civilians could die like they do in all comic book films. Um, they've gone there to fight. Blah blah blah. It looked, it just looked empty. Yeah. The the wide screen, the wide shots looked empty. These little tiny characters fighting. Where the fuck was the
0: Hulk? The sake? At least, at least Giant Man made an appearance and kind of filled up some of that screen but yes yes, i i agree um i mean i've I've never read the civil war comic book but i know i know the storyline of it and what happens in it and obviously it wasn't going to live up to that um they did the best they could this is a problem with marvel you know being owned by disney but also having film rights with sony and fox you know you just can't you can't do that um
1: It, it was another it was another villain that was a um, the vil- there isn't even a villain in Civil War, the comic book. you no. have to work a villain into the film, and it was another Marvel anti-climax villain.
0: Agreed. Yeah, the the villain in that one was 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 pretty bad. So, but I mean, but it was still a good film. Yeah. Um, and as I said it was it was definitely a marked improvement on the last few Marvel ones. So I can see why it's in your list. Um, my next one, and I'm sure it's probably in your next one in your list as well, is uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. No, it didn't even make me list. Really, I loved it. Um, Honorable mention, of course. Yeah, number six. As a as a as a Harry Potter uh, fan, um, I thought Fantastic Beasts was was a good way of you know bringing you back into that kind of world. Uh, for me, what made it really uh, stand out is the period setting. I thought setting it in like the uh, the late twenties was uh, was really. Uh, inspiring. I think it was the late 20s or the early 30s. But, um, yeah, around that time, it just made... You know, it felt like Harry Potter, but it also didn't. It felt like something new as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just thought, other than Eddie Redmayne doing his best Frank Spencer impression, um, I didn't really oh, like, yeah, yeah about the film. I thought everyone else was well cast. I thought he was well cast, I just didn't like his how they got him to play the carrots. I just didn't, that didn't work for me. Oh, it
1: was, it was pain. He was painful to watch. Oh,
0: I've, won- oh I've, I've got a monster in, in, in my hat, Betty. You know, no, Yeah, exactly. No. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah I, that was the only thing I didn't like, but, um, I mean, saying that Newt Salamander's probably not going to be in all the films anyway, so that's good, but it definitely left me interested in seeing, uh, more of those. And because I saw it twice, I, I had to go and see it with another friend. Um, so I saw it twice at the cinema. I didn't see, see many films twice that, that last year at the cinema. I uh, didn't see many films at the cinema that full stop. But um, the second time around, I actually enjoyed it more. So, um, yeah, I think it's one that's gonna, definitely going to be uh, better on repeat viewings. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to what comes next in that world. Yeah,
1: I'll agree with
0: you. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, well, okay I
1: th- My number one film and it's got to be your number one film, otherwise you are literally dead to me. (laughs) There can only be one film, and it was only out last year for a matter of days. Yeah. But it is now my number one film in the franchise as well, within the Star Wars Rogue One.
0: That's right. Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Um, It probably is mine as well, actually. Now, I mean, I remember, you know, for anyone listens to Disaster Dark, which is probably anyone that listens to this, actually, um, we talked about, you know, I talked about Rogue One with Mr. Ripley, and we had very different views of it uh, upon first viewing. Um, I I did say that when I first saw it, my I wasn't in a particularly good headspace, so I probably didn't give it all its due. Um, I watched it uh, a few weeks... I watched it at the beginning of this year, actually, uh, right at the beginning of January, um again with uh, another friend you know and, and kind of went in with a clear head and uh loved it uh yeah j- just brilliant. i don't know if i'd go as far as to say it's my favorite um but i think it, it adds a hell of a lot to the backstory of uh, a new hope i had no issue with the effects like i thought the, the cgi work was great but i loved how they made the film look old the yeah. problem with the the prequels, in my opinion, is the fact that they look new. You know, it's all flashy. I don't have and... a, I don't have a problem with the prequels. I know, but you're new. weirdo. But the thing is, it, for me, if I feel like, you know, when you see Episode Seven, it feels a little bit more advanced than you know, like The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, but not ridiculously so. Whilst if you go back and see Star Wars Episode One, Two, and Three, they look newer. Then four, five, and six. Yeah, like, right. And, and
1: this, you know. this was explained to me back in the day, right? Star Wars one, two, and three is set before the collapse of everything and the implementation of the evil empire.
0: I get so, that. I, I do so understand you, that argument. You're living but... in
1: a prosperous world, where you know a prosperous universe, where everybody is wealthy. they are all flying around in brand new ships. They're all buzzing. They've all got the latest phones, the latest light speeders, whatever. Once the empire takes over, they need all the metal in the world to make Death Stars and blow them up. Yeah, they need, they, you know, people can't get work unless it's being for a, a stormtrooper or you know, unpaid. So everything's a bit battered. Everything's a bit dirty. Everything's you know, it's like the the, the 1930s you've just hit on the 1930s was a decadent time was it not yeah then the night after world war 2 the 1940s Britain is a bit of a shit all. that's how I equate it mm.
0: well anyway the fact is K2SO is probably the best droid in Star Wars any Star Wars film even better than BB-8 um, the comedy's good you feel within two hours you care about everybody on screen Um the dog fights are some of the best in any Star Wars film, if not the best. Um, yeah, I think was missing was a lightsaber fight. Really, I think. Otherwise, yeah, I would be. There's, you, there's too here. many pussies, right, walking around,
1: crying that they should have got off the planet.
0: No, 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 no not they at shouldn't all. have got off. The, maybe they should have had a shag on the beach before apparently, they exploded Apparently, the first draft or, or one of the early drafts of the script, they they did survive. And Disney actually turned around and said, no, No, which is because she's brave, which is brave in a way, because that stops any chance of sequels with them, Uh, you know, no matter how popular they are, they're gone, you know, it stops all of those things happening. So it was a brave decision for them to do. But to me, the whole point of the film um, is, and let's not forget, these films are called Star Wars. Wars happen, people die. So yes. it can't all be happy, and I think that's what made it so good, is you've got that grittiness.
1: Can you um, imagine these cretins walking around going,
0: what, why can't we have Rogue 2? We yeah. felt
1: it was so risky, we went and stole the Death Star plans again.
0: Exactly. Walk off. Yeah, absolutely. Completely with you. So yes, that—that that, that uh, is pretty top of my list. Um, just missing out on mine were uh, The Jungle Book. Yeah which i Fantastic. really really enjoyed I, I didn't expect to but really enjoyed it um and so that just missed out on the spot and also uh on and only because it, i think it came out this year what are you doing Stop making I'm, just noise. I'm just walking around and um and just because i think it came out at the beginning of this year for most people is uh, a new zealand film called hunt for the wilder people which oh, is, stop being weird I'm not being weird it's directed by the guy who is directing Thor 3 actually or Thor Ragnarok, or whatever it's called um, and it's it's just really funny it's a, a bit of a black comedy it's really funny it's on Netflix all over the world um, and it stars Sam Neill from Jurassic Park hilarious uh, touching as well um, if you like when did, when films, did Jurassic World come out? 2013 no, 2014, I think. Did he? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, 2014. Yeah, it must have been. Oh, 2015, maybe 2015, actually. Yes, 2015, because Guardians came out in 2014 to so 2015, yeah, the year of Pratt. So, um, right, so I just wanted to talk about, I wanted to talk about it last week and didn't get a chance to, because it would have been exclusive then, and now it's not, because it's out for the masses, but I went to see last week the Lego Batman movie. Okay which comes out on the 10th of February. So whenever this goes out, it'll be out. Um, I went I to see we, I think we're going to put this out today. Okay, cool. Okay. But, um, when it, I mean, the by, the, by the time it comes out anyway, it, you know, the film's out. So Batman Lego movie really loved the Lego movie. Have been looking forward to this film for a long time. Um, love Will Arnett as, as Batman. Think he's got such a good voice for, for doing Batman. Um, the humour in it is very, very good. Um, if you if you know Batman at all, you'll you know if you know Batman really well, you'll get lots of jokes about it. I would argue it's not even a kids' film. I think that's Ooh. a problem with it. Um, you know, I went with the wife and kids to see it and my daughter was was, was pretty entertained, but she was getting a bit bored towards the end. Um uh, my son didn't really care that much about it at all. Um Sorry, he didn't actually say for the rest of the film because he started to play out, so my wife took him out. Um, but it's it's good. Um, it's I don't think it's as good as a Lego movie, and I don't think it's as good Ooh. as it thinks it is. And I think the problem is, it's uh, I think it's about an hour and 45, and I think it's probably about 15 or 20 minutes too long, if I'm honest. Um, there's some excellent cameos in it. I don't want to spoil those for anyone that goes to see it, um, but there's some excellent cameos in it from the Lego world. Um, is that is that fella in it from the first film no no so, there's, so it's got no connection to the Lego movie itself actually so don't expect there's no cameos from anyone like that um, my, probably one of my favourite bits was um, they because nearly every Batman villain is, is in it uh, Bane is in it and they've got Doug Benson to do the voice of Bane who's an American stand-up who um, has done for quite a few years now on his podcast an impression of Tom Hardy's Bane from the Dark Knight Rises, which is laughable, um, and he does the same voice for the Lego version of ba- of, of Bane, which I, I just made me really laugh out loud. But um, there's yeah a hell of a lot of jokes for adults. I would say that it's more enjoyable as an adult than if you're a child. So you know you can probably take kids along to it and they'll they'll enjoy it, but they won't love it. Um, I think it's much more for the adults on first watch i was a little disappointed but my expectations were extremely high so on repeat viewings maybe uh, you know it'll get better but what i would say is if you've got high expectations lower them a little bit and you'll probably enjoy it more um so i still recommend seeing it but just yeah just bear that in mind really
1: so you wouldn't go out of your way to see it again um well i, I mean
0: i will i mean i'll, I'll buy it i'll you know, I will buy it. It'll be one of those films that I'll I'll have on Blu-ray or whatever. I'll buy it in 3D actually because I didn't see it in 3D and apparently 3 D's is pretty good. It. But um, I will watch it again, absolutely. But I think only it might... if it's on the BBC. <laughs> no, no, I'll, buy, I'll I'll buy it. But um, so I think the thing is, is I was just expecting a bit more of a a, a kids film or, or one that everyone would enjoy, and I think it's aimed more at an older audience. If I'm if I'm honest, so. Yeah, so if you're playing to like your kids, probably not. Probably wait for Ninja uh, Ninjago, is it? The Ninjago Lego movie that's coming out later this year. But they're in danger, I think they're in danger already of just going, let's make a Lego movie about everything. And it's going to dilute it a little bit. But the Lego movie 2 is not even coming out for another three years at this point. Mm-hmm. I think well, it might be might be 2019 or 2020, but either way, uh, far too long in between films for me. And Yeah. So anyway, that, that's what i say done. Batman Lego. Go and see it, but uh, it's recommended, but not as highly as you might think it would be. Oh,
1: that's uh, I wasn't expecting. That. I
0: was expecting yeah. great things from it. Yes, it very lots of good jokes in it. Lots of good jokes in it, but not not really a, a kiddie film. Oh. There you go. Okay, right now we've got to recommend a couple of podcasts.
1: For my we have got I'm not gonna say it's a because I don't believe in podcast fans. Yeah. We're not we're not all pussies. He's a he's a listener, he's a work colleague of mine, Mr. Stephen Purcell. I'm waving at you now, Stephen,
0: oh, with your so little that's...
1: round head. Hi Stephen, put your underpants back on. Um he he's got no hair either. <laughs> Anywhere on his body. He's like the Lee Malaby. Um <laughs> And he said his, one of his favourite bits is us talking about a couple of podcasts because okay. he does actually go and download them. Okay. He did stick with Scroobius Pip as long as I could. Okay. Um, he, for me, Scroobius just got a bit too intense, a bit too tiresome.
0: He, I, I do find I dip in and out with Scroobius because yeah. you know, sometimes it can be. Um, so I do generally look at who the guest is and then go from there. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I'm going to put two Podcasts up okay. for uh, debate, masturbate. We all like a little masturbate every so we often. Do, we do. And one of them is the Law Podcast, spelled L O R E. Yep. And that is all things uh, folk stories uh, going back a hundred years in this woods. This fella chopped someone's head off and then ate the baby. You know, all that type of stuff going yep. on. Yeah. Um phenomenal podcast. So go and listen to Law. It's actually been picked up and has been made into a TV series. Okay. And then another one where we got the time slips from from Liverpool from is the Unexplained with Howard
0: Hughes. Oh, another talk radio podcast. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well he's he's
0: um yeah. He's been well, going for yeah, I mean he does he does he hosts uh, an unexplained show on Talk Radio. Yeah, so Night.
1: it's it's all stuff it's all supernatural stuff whether yeah. it's UFOs, uh, the undead, um men in black suits, um Titanic conspiracy theories. Um there was a fantastic episode all about uh, the Buddy Holly thing where all these famous rock stars die on the, the anniversary of your Buddy Ollie's death all that type of stuff oh. uh, did John Lennon sell his soul to the devil all this type of stuff uh, so yeah go and listen to both of them podcasts for me, do as you told Stephen or I'll dry bum you next time we're <laughs> on nights
0: um, I, I can't remember if i mentioned it before so because I've already mentioned his name once tonight I will uh, plug Doug Loves Movies um, which is a kind of, it's, it's a comedy podcast, um, normally with some stand-up comedians or some actors, um, and they talk about films, but um, more importantly, they play games um, ab- around movies, and, um, you know, while you can't interact properly, it's it's still fun to, to listen to and play along. So, um, yeah, so Doug Loves Movies is uh, is my recommendation for this show. Okay, I'll have a look at that as well. Yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, I think
1: I've, I mean we've gone we've gone on now, haven't we? I think we we could wind this up and we can tease. Next show is going to be about handheld consoles.
0: Excellent. Yeah, I've got lots of uh, memories about handheld consoles. So yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do the next show. Not all pork, based, I hope
1: because uh, uh, that's not a. That's not a console. Oh, it isn't. Oh, then I might, no. have,
0: to, I might have to look it up in between uh, us next recording
1: it. does need a uh, charge in every so often, though.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Yeah, so, okay, so we'll have a handheld special, uh, a handheld gaming special on uh, the next pop.
1: Yeah.
0: And if there's anything that you want us to talk about, if there's any feedback for us, you can contact us at uh, Pop Dark on Twitter. Uh, well,
1: do you, do you know what? Steve Purcell said he did like you know, the other years we did
0: yeah
1: so I did 84 and he really enjoyed that one he wasn't too hot on your year like 90 was yours 94
0: I think mine was 94 yeah or 93. Yeah.
1: but that but that's because he's a similar age to me yeah the people of your generation would have preferred that so maybe it'd be nice if people can get in contact with us pick give us two years and we'll do some digging and we'll go back through the archives and we'll have a look at what the music was, what the films were, you know, that type of stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Anything that gives me a chance to talk about more um Just Another Day by John Takada works for me. Oh so. it's just another day. We should play out tune. some of that. Oh, it's a top a tune. top
1: tune, a tune of the nineties. A man
0: oh. a man who doesn't know nothing about music, bloody plain white tees and simple plans and stuff.
1: Oh listen to Takada Um yeah,
0: yeah god's sake
1: and et
0: shit the ride not the film
1: uh, the ride and the film
0: yeah mainly the, mainly the ride if
1: et knocked on my door now right i'd volume dead hard in the head and i'd say heal that with your magic finger you little bitch
0: right and on that note um i think we should uh wrap up so craig as always thank you my pleasure um, thank you for listening and uh, we'll see you all on another Pop After Dark when we get round to recording another Pop After Dark. ta is part of the After Dark Podcast oh.